0: California always had a lot of building projects going on. When we went out there, I thought I was off course. I thought there must be, you know, because things weren't going that well. We'd done a lot of stuff in ministry, but it's like our life was not where we wanted it financially and so on. And and, uh, I might as well just tell the story. Uh, We'd pioneered this church in Rapid City, and we'd been there five years. We kind of brought in some habits of business, Try to borrow your way to success. Have you ever seen anybody do that? Just say, yes, I have. (laughs) So we were upside down financially, really, trying to minister. And I'd noticed that my teaching, the anointing was increasing. But my life was, and that's a deception for ministers. Because that's a place where they could depart from their family thinking they're all anointed now, and they're really something, and... Uh, but the, but the, see, there's the bottom line for any man of God is his family, right. or a woman, right. the fruit. That's your fruit. Yeah. So a lot of times you can beat yourself up over a lot of different things, but uh, if you've been able to slow the train down and and that's why we, we I took my family out of here. This was our roots. I, it was a leading. I mean, the Lord had spoken to me. Uh, a year in advance, trying to figure out what to do with this church. You know, you can't just walk away from it if you have built something. So that was a big thing. But then there came a day when, Fourth of July of 1987, when I came home and I said, Sandy, I'm not preaching one more sermon in my life till I've got my life straight. I want, I want my. She loved me. I mean, we've had a great marriage. I mean, when there's gorgeous as she is and full of the Holy Ghost, you know, I'm, I'm a blessed man. But still. A man that's struggling, you find out you don't have the respect of your family. They love you, but they don't respect you. And it's like, I'm not preaching one more sermon, God, until I've got my family back where I want it to be. And he took us out of here. I mean, a long ways, moment, an area I've never lived in a city and didn't know anything. There's a lot of more story to that, and I'll skip the rest of it. But I watched God rebuild our life. But in the process... I mean he blessed us big. Big. It was amazing. It, uh, it was amazing how he took our life and just it was beyond anything we could ask or think. But we made a move to get there. I mean we did some things, stuck our neck out and Had a lot of grandparents back here that weren't real happy with me because I took away their grandkids and their daughter and all this stuff. Anyway, so I'm driving down the road on the interstate. If you've been in California, there's a lot of interstates. But I'm driving down there, and I'm watching this building project. And there's a lot of them, but there's these big, tall, high-rise buildings. And one day the Lord spoke to me. He said, you know, for those buildings to go tall, they have to go deep. And he said, You know, if you have a building and there's one brick out of place, it's gonna go up not straight. And see, he was speaking to me about me. Not about you, but about me. I said, I got it, Lord. I want you to help me rebuild my foundation. I want it deep, I want it strong because I want my building to go as tall as I'm destined to grow. How many could kind of relate to that? Yeah. See, and it's kind of like uh it's kind of like you ask for the Lord for what brick is out of place. Yeah. Is there a brick out of place? Yeah. The neat thing about it is I had a good foundation when I got there. Had been teaching faith quite a while. Several years. Then, well, not that many, but the church was 5 years old. We'd been, to, you know, but we got there in a great Word of Faith church. It was a growing church, 8,000, 10,000 people already, and it was mostly blacks. God opened that door to us and uh, took us in there. And for this beat-up South Dakota bunch, you know, it wasn't long. Of course, I piled into everything. I Any mean, Bible study was there, new believers, whatever, because I wanted to find that brick that was out of place. Am I ministering to anybody here today? See, I wanted to find that gap. I wanted to find that. I saw it again uh, in prayer the other day, and uh, not speaking necessarily, but like, where's the hole in my armor? See, I want to find that. Why? Because if I can find that hole and plug it, devil can't stop me, can he? can't stop you. So sometimes it's these little things that are important. And of course, for me at that time, it was family, but also I just had this idea there was an error in my theology, or whatever you want to call it. And that's why I compared, I mean, boy, you talk about somebody that was fun to teach. Every teacher in every class, they'd look at Gary and Sandy, they just loved us. Why? Because we were like drinking out of a fire hose. (laughs) I mean, we drank in every word. I I mean, and we saw some of these black women could preach, and they were faith people. It's different than the emotional... Stuff you know, it was like these were grounded in the word. Every word was important. Got all done, and uh, and I'll just have to tell you that we were doing that, and the Lord brought us a business, and the next thing you know, we're we're prospering more than we could even think. But also, it was only a short time that I was teaching in that church, and I thought, you know, that's kind of funny how you get an attitude about, I, I heard all these great, I mean, these black people can preach. And they can put the word out there, and they can praise and worship, and it's—it's it's a, it's a blast. Yep, yeah. And and so then the pastor began to pull me back up because he was the first guy we met, and I—I I told him up front. I said I'm not looking for any position. I don't want to. I don't want to be on any staff. I just want to grow, get my family right. That's all I want. He had other ideas too, but it was only. A, Within a year, I was teaching in that church too, and didn't even really care about it. Well, you care because there's that Holy Spirit won't let you rest when you're when you love the Lord, and you you just kind of called to minister. That's all I can say about that. But I, I don't know. There's there's just some things here about this first psalm that that I'll share this with you, and I don't know if it's got anything to do with what I'm going to share later, but it says here, and I, uh, this morning I was looking at this, and I said, I'll just read this out of the Amplified Bible. The first word it says is blessed. And then in the Amplified it says, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable. And I thought, is that you? Is that me? Are those things working in my life? And here's how to get there. He said, is the man, or it could say woman, who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice and their plans and their purposes, nor stands submissive and active in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down, relax and rest with the scornful mockers together and so on and so forth but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his light he he meditates day and night right and what does the rest of it say he said to be like a tree firmly planted by streams of living water that's what I want what do you want do you want to be blessed well look at the key here quit listening to the things in the world shut off these these uh media people you know I, i'm a i'm a i'm an active guy i'm proactive I, i've been in politics i've run for a couple offices didn't win didn't care i'll tell you what uh you're talking about <clears throat> about lead and i don't know what to tell you about lead but you know i had me run for mayor a year ago well i, I didn't want to be the mayor but i had several people come to me we need you to be run for mayor i said oh lord <laughs> okay <laughs> But in that process, I knocked on 80%, 85%, maybe, maybe 90% of all the doors in lead. Prayed for people. Spread, spread this around. Well, for a guy that's been out in the world, successful and all that stuff, who wants to walk around lead? Well, it didn't matter to me. They're people. Yep. God loves them. And they're, they're no more lost there than they are in Newell or somewhere else. If they're lost, they're lost. Amen? Yeah. Praise the Lord. But see, it all starts with us. Our foundation starts with me. I don't blame anybody if I've goofed up in life, but I need to keep going here because somehow by doing this every day, uh, I begin to build a different image of myself. What's important about that? It's not so I can have some big ego or somebody recognizes me in town or any of that. It's because it says here that I'll be like a tree planted and tended by streams of water, which is the Holy Spirit, planted by the Holy Spirit, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. I will bring forth my fruit in my season because I am an oak tree. Now, that's not an ego statement. It's something after maybe... 25, 30 years of saying this to myself every day, I believe it. (laughs) Amen? Now, what does that really say? It's not about me. It's about when I get out here in spiritual warfare or I stand up in particular places, there might be an attack going on my family, your family, their family, the President of the United States, because I pray for him. I'm like a tree. Guess what? Not only is God listening to what my requests are, but the evil one doesn't have a say in my life. Why? Because I'm not swayed by all these people that criticize him. Somebody's walking around in a, a restaurant or a bar or wherever it is, you know. I go into bars. Do you? I found I could go into them. In restaurants. In sale barns. And I hear one person say, well, you know, those blank, blank TV preachers, you know what they're all about. I don't listen to that. Shut it off. Shut off the news. Shut it off. I listen. I check the news every morning. Before I pray, you don't have to do this. I've got a little iPad. I sit down. First thing I do, the first few minutes for intercession for me is sitting by this window looking out over the city. And I just want to quickly see Fox News, see what happened last night. Because sometimes there's clues that God will say, hit that one. But that's it. I don't, I don't go turn on the news and listen to it for an hour and a half. I don't want to hear it. But I want to know, I want to know some things. We can't be stupid that's right. yeah, that's right. because it is warfare. It is, yes. Where am I going with this message today? Is, it, is anybody? <laughs> am I attracting any attention here? But, but honestly, you see, the serious parts of this blessing is right there. Shut, our, shut ourselves off to all this stuff around us, you know. Be careful what you hear, man. Uh, uh, you know, this, this could take us a lot of different ways today, and I don't, I don't think I've got the liberty of being here five hours or ten hours or anything like that. But, and it's not a matter of whether I can teach you something you've never heard before. You sit in a word place. You've got a word teacher, a lot of knowledge. But I want to tell you what makes the difference in all of this. It's the anointing. Amen. And you need that in your life. Because that anointing is what breaks down things. That's what opens the doors to people's hearts. Yes, it is. And it not only gives you what you need as far as authority and dominion, but it brings a certain respect to who you are from spirits of darkness and other people that want to mess with you. Doesn't make you an outcast. That's the Holy Ghost will make friends for you. Honestly, praise the Lord. Last week,